Hello. Hello. I'm Lucas Brawley. I'm Carolyn Decker. And this is Endless Beautiful. What's the date today, Carolyn? Today is December 23rd, 2018. It's nearly Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And we're here to do another live stream of Endless Beautiful, doing some creativity tonight using the snow session. Yeah. Do you remember anything about the snow session? Well, I remember that we used this session with R.S. Benedict and that she wrote some really great stuff. But I'm excited to hear it again and, and revisit those sounds and, and see what I think of with them today. Yeah, that was, it was about a year ago, I think. We had R.S. Benedict, the science fiction writer. I actually read a story of hers in Fantasy and Science Fiction magazine, and I loved it. Uh, it had one of the characters uh, kind of was a an English teacher in China, mm-hmm. and I was one of those uh, a few years back, so it kind of resonated with me. So I reached out to R.S., and uh, she was gracious enough to join us, and it was great. Um, we also have some other exciting news, Carolyn. Can we you? have a very big announcement, and I think you should be the one to break the news. <laughs> okay, so we actually have a new feature on our website, and it's the Endless Beautiful Radio Station. If you go to www.endlessbeautiful.com, right on the top, you will see a radio station, Endless Beautiful Radio, and it's a player. And if you hit play... You will hear, well, honestly, I don't know what you will hear because our entire library of sounds is shuffling through on a server that we have running, um, playing those sounds 24-7. And on top of that, now there is a way for you, listeners, to submit your own sounds to be featured on that radio station. So there have been a, a few occasions where we've brought other people in with us on the recording process, the collecting of the sounds that build these endless beautiful sessions. But this is really the first time that we are really busting the door open. Mm-hmm. And we want you to go out with your own recorders, whether it's your phone or some other recording device you have, go out into your life and find some interesting or banal sound that you want to record and send to us and possibly include it in kind of this living audio time capsule. Mm -hmm. So how would someone submit a sound, Lucas? Sure. So they go on the website and right underneath the player, there is a submit your recording button. So I'm going to actually click on that. And once you go into that, there's a Endless Beautiful Radio audio submission form. Gives you a few guidelines. So we don't necessarily want just music. Those types of recordings exist, right? You know, there are plenty of those recordings. We're after soundscapes. So if there is music being played, that's okay. But we want kind of everything in that moment we don't want someone else's music to be the primary feature Mm -hmm. in your recording because that's their music right (laughs) and we want your recording Mm -hmm. and so there is kind of a a set of guidelines that we've developed that you can find 
on that submission page. So we don't want a lot of talking necessarily. We're, we don't want eavesdropping on other people's conversations. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be spying on people. But, you know, if it's a passing word or, you know, something goes over a subway announcement, like that kind of human voice is okay. Mm-hmm. What are some other tips you would give, Lucas? So one thing that we look for when we record sounds is we're looking for kind of dynamic soundscapes um, where there are multiple layers of things going on. So, um, for instance, the session that we recently had, our last one, Gift, had a lot of... um, One of them that comes to mind was when we were on the ferry ride Hmm. from... um, Ellis Island back to Battery Park and the Staten Island ferry had like this tone going off. You have the sound of the ferry. You have the the engines. You have the seagulls at that same time and maybe a few little murmurings of conversation and all of this is in one recording. And once you start kind of going out there and cell phone microphones are actually quite good uh, now. So don't be afraid to just try taking your iPhone or whatever or your Android out and getting a recording. You will be surprised when you start listening kind of more closely, closer, and just discerning what you're actually listening to. And I think we kind of, uh, and I know I've found this, that I... Before I started doing this project, you kind of just filter certain things out, right? Um, And your mind, it's like, okay, well, that's the sound of a car. And your mind just kind of blanks in the car. And when you start to, I guess, take a little bit more time and to parse out what is actually comprising uh, the soundscape, you will find, or many times you'll find that there are multiple layers in there. So... I want you to remember as you're going out and taking these recordings, remember what Endless Beautiful is about. We want to use these sounds to trigger someone's imagination, to maybe change their whole outlook on a day, Mm -hmm. put them in a different emotional place than they were otherwise, allow them to start some kind of meaningful conversation with another person. So... I want you to go in with that intention when you go out recording and kind of have it in the back of your mind when you're out and about, oh, would this make an interesting, endless, beautiful recording, this walk through the park or this train yard that I'm touring or whatever Mm -hmm. else you do in your regular life, tour train yards, I don't know. But go in with that intention that you are listening to it in that moment as Mm -hmm. it's being recorded and otherwise it would be lost forever but you have paid attention to it you have thought to record it with the intention of submitting it to the endless beautiful radio and then someone else will have the ability to hear it and maybe relate to you or think of something they've never thought about before yeah. Um, I There's mean, a lot of power in this, and I'm absolutely. really excited about this whole <laughs> new development for us 
to facilitate this radio and all these sounds to continue to exist. Absolutely. That's the thing about sound is once the moment is gone, it would otherwise never be heard again. Mm-hmm. So just kind of g- to give you an example of, you know, how this is going to work. Let's say you uploaded uh, something to the station and we approved it and we put it into the library. If I just go ahead and I'm going to, I have the website up here. And if you see, you know, Endless Beautiful. And on the top here, we have the, the radio station. Now, if I just hit play. So we hear some sort of folk music. Um, trying to th- see if I can remember where this was at. This might have been I at remember. a BioBlitz. Yeah. Yeah, this was at a BioBlitz when we first showed up to the BioBlitz. So if you listen closely, you can hear some birds chirping. You can hear some people milling about. Right. And you can hear the folk players. Yep. And then, you know, transitions into... Possibly like a beach, like a windy uh, day on a beach or something like that. And that's what we want from you. And I, I've been so thrilled with just going on our site. You should have seen Lucas the last <laughs> few days. He's been like exploding with ideas. And, and real, something I love about you so much, Lucas, <laughs> is that you have these ideas. You just appear into a room that I'm in and say, like, I have this idea. And two hours later... <laughs> you've made it happen and it exists <laughs> and and it's something that we all can engage in yeah and that's the great thing about this is i want to experience those moments from you guys you listeners from your life this is such i mean this is cannot be separated from my identity <laughs> uh this project endless beautiful and it's been so rewarding and i want to kind of open that up and kind of be on the other side of it and just experience, you know, your perspectives that you can bring to this. Oh, yeah. And it's really a selfless act to kind of contribute to this station because it belongs to all of us. Anyone, anywhere in the world, as long as they have an internet connection, can just hit play on here and they can be transported to a different place or maybe it will remind them of something from their own lives. And that's the power of this. And I think this is kind of a um, kind of a, another level of this thing that I've really been looking forward to figuring out a way to implement it. And I think this is the way to do it. So please send us your stuff. Yeah. So you will hear our library of Endless Beautiful Sessions being played through this radio. But mm-hmm. I want to hear... You know, someone in Australia yeah. recording some sound in the outback or, you know, wherever you are in the world, I, I want to know what it sounds like there. Yeah. And I would love to be able to hit play on Endless Beautiful Radio and be taken into the world of that sound that you have provided. Mm-hmm. And, and we're not going to sell your stuff. So the radio, 
stream is the radio stream it is community art and this whole thing that we do is community art but we also sell our high quality sessions as a means to help pay to finance doing community workshops the money goes directly back into uh, us being able to get uh, you know equipment tables things like that um in order to go out into the communities but this radio station any of the sounds that are on here they do not they are not going to be put into sessions and repackaged or anything like that this is um this is for all of us there's no kind of anything monetary uh attached to this which i think is very important all right yeah so send (laughs) us those sounds go out with those audio devices capture some sounds that you think would be interesting and we will you know depending on some quality standards that Mm -hmm. we have we are going to curate those submissions and include them in the radio absolutely okay so carolyn for anybody that is new to the podcast or to the stream here can you tell them what they should be doing while we're listening to this snow endless beautiful session Sure. So thank you for joining us, whether you are brand new or a returning participant. So we've been talking a lot about this radio where you can just tune in and hear a surprising sound kind of out of thin air. But what we're going to do in the next chunk of time is our more traditional Endless Beautiful session where the three main things are listen, create, and share. So we're going to use one of our existing sessions that we have called Snow, and we're going to hear a chime, and that tells us to begin doing something creative while we listen. So for Lucas and I, that means we'll begin writing. You could draw a picture. You could paint on a canvas. You could dance. You could compose a song. You could just let your mind flow and kind of tune out from your daily stresses, but we encourage you to create something. It doesn't have to be anything amazing, but the purpose is to be creative wherever that leads you. That will go on for 15 minutes. You'll hear a whole assortment of sounds to help fuel your imagination And then Lucas and I are going to read what we have prepared right then and there. And we encourage you to either on our Facebook group, Endless Beautiful Creators, or in our email, or however else you can reach us, you know, carrier pigeon, any type of (laughs) means, send us your stuff. We want you to share it. We want other people to see it. This is about creating and sharing Mm -hmm. and listening to one another. It's not just listening to the sounds, it's listening to one another. So just come along with us on this journey. We will listen to the sounds. We will create something interesting, hopefully, and then we'll share it. Okay, great. So it's going to start with a chime and it's going to end with a chime. Someday I will say that concisely. (laughs) 15 minutes. Just the only rule is to not stop yes keep on going okay ready ready all right we'll see you guys on the other side
Jason's side, show slay.
poil. Et là, est-ce que c'est... Pile poil. Pan, pan, pan. Parce que t'es en train de détruire le château. Ah bah alors si tu veux que je détruise tout, et bah alors je détruis tout. Non, tu l'as détruit. All right. How'd you make out? I went somewhere totally unexpected. Mm, good. How about you? Yeah, I had some fun. I guess I had a chance to kind of think about some things that have been on my mind. Oh, lately. okay. Well, per usual, I don't remember who went <laughs> first last time. Can I go first since I don't really know what to make of what I did? Yeah. Okay. The hatchway door opens. Cool air rushes in, sudden and stale, displacing the swelter of the underground. From inside the tunnel, the engine whirs. The guide lights flicker on in succession. Spray jets coat the opening with ice, and workers rush to buffer smooth the launch pad. The pod races up the chute and, quicker than can be heard, races into the distant sky. Known only as the dim comet trail flash escaping the horizon and a low rumble. Another, another farewell song blasted off planet with the tourists inside frozen in sleep. I miss birds. This off-world appeal didn't prepare me to ignore the cravings for things I didn't realize I'd cared about. Sure. Some people have their phony copies, holograms, VR. What you don't predict is that without the exposure to all those subtle things in life back home, you don't even dream about them anymore. Marty says you can only see what you've seen, but I guess the subconscious fodder starves without proper feeding like anything else. So much for fantastic sights and unimagined vistas and far-flung worlds. Maybe I'm just jaded. Maybe I just don't have an imagination anymore. Left it behind. Looked down into the dark tunnel one too many times and stopped seeing dragons swarming down there. Just mechanical gravity, launch pads, landing straps. I guess I figured we'd find something unexpected digging all that way down there. I remember what we feared, but we just didn't find it. Hmm. So, this person is blasted off. And is this some sort of, like, tourism? I guess as it went on, I was imagining, yeah, that they were kind of a drone worker that, uh, like a living being, mm -hmm. not necessarily a person, a human person, but um, just some kind of low-level worker at this kind of, 
more like a bus terminal type mm. of setting um, where they just make sure that the things holding the tourists launch off properly. Um, kind of like a air traffic controller type okay. position. Mm-hmm. And that it just wasn't what it was cracked up to be. Hmm. thought it was interesting how you mentioned the idea of losing your imagination. Yeah, that caught me by surprise, it. but I I think that was the more interesting part of, of what came out of here. Yeah. You ever hear about, it made me think of, they say that if you are in complete deprivation of kind of visual and auditory kind of stimulus. So if you if you were in a cave, like a very dark cave, and let's say your light went out and you were trapped, they say that the human mind is actually capable of having quite vivid hallucinations. I I would believe that. I What's the the I guess most vivid thing that your mind imaginary thing that your mind has been able to conjure can you can you tell me about that hmm um well i guess the the easy example to go to is the dream world Mm -hmm. i mean i i think doing endless beautiful and just because i I love imagining things. I, I think I do try to exercise my imagination um, and and just daydream and visualize things. And But in the dream world, I guess, is where that would take the most condensed form. And I, I tend to remember dreams fairly often, but there are a few dreams from my early childhood that I remember in perfect detail. Mm. Um, and oddly enough, I would frequently have scary dreams about bad things happening to my brother. Mm-hmm. Though the monsters weren't chasing me, they were chasing him. And I guess the scary part was not being able to do anything about it. And I have this, you know, and they're bizarre because they're like the the mind of six-year-old me Mm -hmm. and I have one where we were it was my dad my brother and I were traveling to the Jones Library which is a real library in Amherst Massachusetts and our old GMC Jimmy truck that was blue and white and Sam and I were sitting in the back seat and we go into the library and Sam and I run off into this I don't think the Jones Library has this circular, like, dome-shaped room. So Sam and I run off into that circular room where all the bookshelves are curved, and they form this kind of interlocking pattern of these swirling shelves. And in the middle, and you know, Dad goes off to, like, check out a book, like a regular, boring adult library use. And... Sam and I are playing tag among all these interweaving circular shelves. 
And in the very center of the room, there's this dais with like a strange object on top. And on the far side of the room, like down through a few shelves, there's a set of elevator doors. And I remember like in horror, Sam like touching this object on the top of the dais in the center of the room. And the elevator doors open Mm. and these two scientists like alien scientists walk out of the elevator and they're in like perfect unison and they have giant monkey heads and lab coats and i know it sounds funny but in my mind this was like the most terrifying thing and we're you know just like watching in horror as they come closer and almost like the stereotypical way that like hospital orderlies will grab a person and like like under their elbows and shoulders mm-hmm. and like hold them away they do that to Sam and they haul him away into the elevator and they disappear and you know however dream time goes he comes back and he's been turned into an alien too but he's not the same kind of alien as them he has like these tiny black eyes and a long elephant nose. And I remember being like, oh no, I have to turn him back somehow. Like dad's gonna be so angry that I, Sam turned into an alien. And I remember him just like pulling his little t-shirt up to hide his elephant nose. And that, for whatever reason, doesn't sound that scary anymore, but. I remember this dream so perfectly (laughs) and what led to that dream? I have no idea. Yeah. That was a really long answer. (laughs) That's like the jokes I tell. I only know like two jokes and they're each 20 minutes long. Yeah. I I won't tell those. (laughs) Anyway. That's funny. Dreams. Crazy. Do you think the imagination can ever cease to be? I think if somebody was, I think it can be reconditioned. But I think if somebody was severely enough, I guess, um, deprived of ways to exercise that imagination... Um, I think it could be quite damaged, yeah. you know, and I, I think it is a special thing about being a human being. Yeah. Like I, I think it is a big part of kind of our identity and our cognitive abilities. And, you know, I, that's why even just doing this, it's like exercise, you know, yeah. it's like a weekly kind of just jog um around and it it just feels good in that same way that exercise does um you know and you can get more hardcore with it or whatever but um yeah i think if you were deprived of it i think that would be a an extremely demoralizing kind of feeling if you could even i guess come to that conclusion at that point like man, my, my imagination isn't working anymore, you know? 
at that point, yeah, maybe what you do you really even, have left? You wouldn't even have the ability to know that it was gone. Yeah, right. I don't know, but I guess what I wrote about kind of... Does it weave in there? Yeah, it weaves okay. in there, and I think maybe it might be another way, but it's the opposite of being deprived of mm. stimuli. Okay, will you read it? Sure. The door swung open slowly, the hinges creaked, and the frame moaned under the weight. Humidity had swollen the wood, malformed it so much that Alex had to lift the door in order to latch it. What a shithole, his apartment. He'd been there for six years now. Hell, the heat hadn't worked at all during the winter for the first two years. Not that Alex would have known enough to do anything about it. His mother had stopped by, one of her bi-yearly visits, told him that he better call the utility company or she was going to call the cops. Alex's mom told him to stay off the dope. He'd never done drugs, never drank, maybe popped an Adderall from time to time to boost his focus, but that was about it. So yeah, Alex got his heat turned on, but that didn't mean much for him in the middle of August, sweating like a pig in a shitty apartment, fogging his headset lenses to the point that he had to constantly wipe them dry. His mom had been wrong about the drugs, at least the ones that you shoot up or dump down your throat. His drug of choice was virtual reality. Alex wiped his lenses again and his brow. He pulled the visor down and found himself in a beautiful spring scene, complete with a line of blackbirds on a low wooden fence, a spring mist coming off the hills, and enough moisture and cool relief to make him forget about the infernal reality that his body was currently buried in. Almost. Sweat was dripping down his cheeks so much that they soon filled the eye wells on his VR set. He pulled them off again. For fuck's sake, yelled Alex. He looked over and realized that his door was still open. Alex set the VR set down on his desk and walked across his apartment, through the pizza boxes and Coke cans to close it. He grabbed the handle, picked it up, and locked it firmly. To live was to suffer. This existence that he was forced to revisit every time he was outside of VR was pathetic compared to the one that he had carved inside it. Alex had been an early adopter of the technology, so he had made a name for himself in the circles. In the beginning, it had been novelty jobs like mowing someone's virtual grass or perhaps walking their virtual dog. Never anything gross, nothing sexual or hyper-violent. Alex was above that. The tech was beyond that. VR represented a new beginning for humanity, and it was pioneers like Alex that were pushing it forward. He put his headset back on. That's as far as I got. Hmm. Are you anticipating a dystopia now that you have a <laughs> VR headset? So, I, yes, I have been experimenting with uh, VR. And... What's the what's the big famous movie with Keanu Reeves and the like digital world he has to escape? Are you, the Matrix. Yeah, the Matrix. Is this like voluntary Matrix? I yeah, I think it is voluntary Matrix, and I guess using the VR technology. So we have a PlayStation VR, which is kind of low. And um, in terms of the VR headsets, in terms of the uh, 
fidelity of it. And it's still quite immersive. For someone who's never tried VR yet, how would you describe it? Um, well, when you, when you put this thing on, and really this one's kind of, it's better if you're just kind of on your couch. But even when you do that, you know, you, you put it on and it's, the first time I placed the headset on and I was looking at these things, I, I felt my brain kind of going through some serious somersaults, trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. And I, so we've had this thing for like a week and a half now. And it's... You're pretty acclimated. Yeah, right. And you you have to acclimate yourself to this thing. But once you get acclimated, you can kind of get more and more into it. And I've been finding that these kind of experiences are extraordinary and this tech is at least this generation of this tech they actually tried releasing some stuff in like the 90s but of course it was not nearly oh, really yeah i mean it wasn't nearly as sophisticated as this wow but after messing around with this it's very clear that the tech is staying and you know oculus uh they they have their standalone kind of set and um i think the the playstation vr is doing quite well and these other headsets are kind of picking up speed but do you think the scene you described is the natural trajectory of yeah i i honestly that's really terrifying to me that someone would completely check out if their physical existence and i think that these are some of the um problems that we are going to have to deal with in the next i'd say probably even like five years because i think the next generation of these um they're going to figure out a price point that makes sense and the technology is going to be sophisticated enough where um you know the visual quality of these things is it's going to be good enough and i think but what does someone stand to gain i mean i guess in your story like he was i think doing it's fantasy tasks for people it's escapism it it, it satisfies but like you still have to keep your physical body alive well that's the problem that's the problem for this guy for alex that's the problem like he begrudgingly has to keep his physical body alive. And I think, you know, it's like this dead weight that he, he carries around. It's the only living weight he has. <laughs> what? <laughs> I find this thing extremely scary. And I'll be honest, like I tried it out and I'm like willing to try it for fun. And... I, we did play super hot, which I did start to enjoy. But like the first time I put that headset on, I dissociated so bad that I was in tears. Like it took me a while to recover. And I don't think that's probably a really unusual reaction. Sure. And I'm, I'm not saying like, oh, it was scary the first time. So that means it's evil forever. I just, that feature that you described yeah. is so scary to me. Sure. Well, I, I think the reason why you were upset by it is because it's a real thing, right? I mean, it's a virtual thing, but it's something that is significant. Like, 
you're not just looking at some interesting effect. Right. Like you're looking at something that is... But it is pretend. It's not real. Like it's still a part of this world. Right. But you're you're asking your brain to do to switch modes. Um and I guess I was thinking about this at dinner, like is it so different um uh, I mean obviously the physical tools of it are different, but is it so different from the way your mind is transported when you read a book? Yeah. I think it is. You think it is. Yes, because in this, whereas when I read a book, perhaps, and hey, this is just my experience. If you can read books and have more intense experiences, that's great. Um, But when I read a book, I don't necessarily get the impression of where I'm, my point of view, where I'm looking around at like these different aspects in the scenes. I'm, I guess it's different in that it is your perspective. Mm-hmm. Like and I you're think looking, that's a big I mean, difference. I guess you're still kind of an avatar, but it feels like it's your eyes. It really... Not a character. At least for me, it really kind of catches for me and takes hold when I look down, like let's say I'm in the cockpit of a ship or something, and my avatar or my legs are sitting there. Like, if I'm sitting a little off-center, my brain will not stop throwing fits until I sit in the right spot where my legs are matching with what it mm. is. Like, it it needs to make sense of that. But I think that was part of what... And maybe it depends on the media you're using, but like that was the thing that was scaring me so much was I was looking for where my body was and yeah. it wasn't there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think these are kind of things that we're going to have to piece out over the next, uh, I'd say it, it will increasingly happen over the next five years. Um, I think along with this and artificial intelligence, these are two major kind of disrupting technologies that, um, you're going to see a lot of social change as a result of these technologies. Do you think there will be AI that live only in VR? Absolutely. So that will be the only world they live in. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess not. They still live in a server, don't they? Sure. But, you know, imagine a child, let's say, let's let's just say like a 14, 15-year-old child. That is using virtual reality, and I guess you maybe have they friends get in exactly, there. exactly friends in there, and they already have artificial intelligence that can model itself and build a complex um, kind of characterization of you know a person of you uh, by analyzing all of your you know kind of messages, your communications, things like that. Um, Did you ever have an imaginary friend? I don't think so. Did you? Yeah. I wonder what would... What it would be like if... You're, you never lost your imaginary friend. Yeah. yeah like, you, they grew you up built with you. them into some virtual world. Yeah, your, your imaginary friend. There. Like, you train your imaginary friend to be like... 
an amazing assistant. Like your Alexa is your imaginary friend. My imaginary friend looked a lot like Popeye. <laughs> His name was Jack. He wore a little derby. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. So Interesting things. Interesting uh, technologies and things like that. Um, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. You think it's terrifying. It's okay. We'll get through it together. Those aren't exclusive feelings. <laughs> so that's it for our sharing now what we want you to do is we want you to listen to that session create something it can be a picture it can be a story it can be a poem doesn't matter and we want you to submit that on our endless beautiful creators facebook page so it's just about kind of celebrating that creative moment and the sharing look we had great conversations about you know um, creativity and where we get that from imaginary friends dreams virtual reality future dystopian hell worlds (laughs) so you never know where this stuff is gonna go (laughs) also check out our website endlessbeautiful.com and take a look at the the radio station that we have set up and Go out, take your phone, and your phone should have, if it's an Android or if it's uh, an iPhone, it should have an audio recording feature on it, like the recorder on Android. Go you know out. it has a microphone in it. You can talk into it. Yeah, and these microphones are actually uh, pretty sophisticated. You know, they're, they're good. So go out. And record something, something that you find that is interesting, okay? So we were looking for these dynamic sounds. So if you're not feeling courageous enough yet to submit something that you've created, try submitting something you've recorded. Yeah, and put it into the, the form. We'll take a listen to it, and we'll let you know if we put it in, in there. Um, and we can, it's just a community art project that we can all celebrate kind of all of the different perspectives and things happening around the world. So we're excited to be launching that as well. 10 years from now, when someone wants to remember what the physical world sounded like, (laughs) they'll have the means to do that. Yes. Okay, great. Well, that's it for us tonight. My name is Lucas Prawley. I'm Carolyn Decker. And we will see you guys later. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Have a happy new year. Happy solstice.